This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. Mino Cellini, the fan. 680 and 93.7 FM. It's National Bill of Rights Day, so who's your favorite bill is the ex-platform question of the day. Go right to the source. Indeed. Assange, you build now you're in law. I will say that I could be sarcastic about this, but this might have been the way that a lot of people learned about a lot of things. No doubt. And if you were the right age, 50 years later, you could still actually. No question about it. Schoolhouse Rock. The 1 o'clock hour brought to you by AquaGuard. Notice cracked bricks, floor gaps, or both basement walls. The experts from AquaGuard can provide a free inspection if you're ready to fix your sagging. Bouncy floors, visit AquaGuard.net. Brett Michaels, who's coming to town, August the 3rd, will join us at 145. We'll give away some tickets to go see him in just a few minutes. In the meantime, baseball is back. Radford is in town, taking on Georgia Tech this weekend, and the head baseball coach at Tech, Danny Hall, friend of the program, joins us right now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Doing well, Danny. I will come right out of the gate. If we gave you two Brett Michaels tickets, would you want to go to the show? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay. Is this wheelhouse? <laughs> is that wheelhouse music for you or no? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, it's back in my day, as they say. Yeah, you get to uh, like us. You get to go back in time and uh, rekindle the good old days. And uh, listen, you've been doing this a long time. For those that don't know, thirty-first year right at Georgia Tech, thirty-seven overall as a head coach. That's correct, yes. So the NIL and everything else, how much have you noticed a change over the past couple of years? Oh, that's definitely, you know, changed everything. The NIL and definitely the transfer portal, it's kind of changed the recruiting model. I mean, for, you know, most of my tenure here and my coaching tenure, you're recruiting high school guys, and particularly here, you're recruiting high school guys and then bringing them in here and developing them and, and, uh, and and playing, you know, the competition that you have on your schedule. But now with the transfer portal, it's definitely uh, changed the, re- you know, who you can recruit, who's available in that recruiting pool. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it, you know, just for us this year, we brought in 12 transfers. It's the most that we'll ever have just because the grad transfer will, not become extinct, but but with all the COVID guys that got extra years of eligibility, those guys are kind of playing themselves out this year. Uh, but we just felt like last year, we uh, last two years, we've lost a lot of guys in the draft, some great players that have moved on, and we needed to get a little older. And so the transfer portal was the easiest way for us to get a little older player, more experienced player, and Hopefully, we're about to find out, uh, you know, is it going to be good enough to compete against who we're uh, trying to compete against this year? Danny, tell everybody again, what's available to you in scholarships? What's the number? 
We have 11.7. And okay. so we spread that out over 32 guys, really. And uh, we can have 40, 40 guys on our roster. Uh, but, yeah, you spread 11.7 scholarships over, uh, you know, over that 32 what, uh, guys, and, and uh, what do you have so to it hold? Can get pretty thin. Yeah, what do you have to hold in reserve now with the transfer portal? Oh, we always want to have money available now every, uh, you know, every summer, uh, just because you you're interested in you know who who is in that portal, and uh, you know, and and then I would just say it like this: like, not only do you need to have some scholarship money, but if it's a really really good player. Uh, you're going to need to have some NIL money or you, you have no shot to get in the game with that player. We've never asked about this. Do you think it's fair or still good? Because the other thing you're competing against with the high school kids is the junior college where they can leave after one year. They come on your campus, it's, they're doing three. Is that still a good thing or is that antiquated? Um, I, don't, I, I don't think I've asked a college baseball coach that. I think it's still good, and, and uh, you know, kind of the rule is, so for most guys, yeah, it would be three years. If a guy turns 21 within 30 days of the amateur draft, uh, he would also be uh, eligible. So you could have a guy that's only here two years. If he came in, he was already 19, which seems to be more popular now that, you know, uh, parents hold their kids mm-hmm. back a year to make them a little older and give them maybe more opportunities to get scholarship money, what have you. So, so it's for most guys, it's three. We, you know, we, we have had some guys that were sophomore eligible. Uh, Kevin Parada first rounder was one of those guys that we only had for two years, but uh, y- you know, it's a factor. And then, you know, the draft is smaller. So it used to be 40 rounds. Now it's 20. There's less teams, so college baseball is probably at its heyday right now because we are getting just better players that maybe would have signed a pro contract or, you know, to your guys' point, go to a junior college for one year and then sign uh, a pro contract. So, you know, there's better players showing up in college and, and better players that that we can recruit out of high school, but also then just throw in all the transfers and it gets pretty flooded. Danny Hall, Georgia Tech baseball coach with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Opening weekend is this weekend. Radford's going to be in town Friday at 4, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 1. And if you want to mark the calendar, Georgia is coming to Rush Chandler Stadium on Friday, March the 1st. That game will start at 6 o'clock had a chance to take the kids from our baseball team to the Clemson game last year. I wanted to ask you about travel rules because it looked like Clemson had about 40 kids in the dugout that day. It, yeah, so so they had it used to be that our roster was 35 uh because of COVID and some other things they've expanded it to 40 and uh you know and then it used to be that we could only travel in the ACC 27 well, they kind of took the, uh, the the cap off of that. Uh, so we have to declare, uh, I think last year it was 30. So we had to declare 30 guys that were eligible to play. But to your point with Clemson, they could bring 10 extra players just to bring them on the trip and let them take BP and move around. Uh, so that that's kind of the way it is. I think the SEC still, you, ha- you can only deca- declare 27 uh, players eligible and then for us like if you get in an NCAA regional 
you know, Super Regionals, College World Series, that is still only 27 players. So uh, that's kind of, you know, what we deal with. But, yeah, we can we can take 40 if we wanted to, you know, take 40 on a road trip, but not all 40 would be eligible to play in that game. All right, Dan, let me go back to something. I'm not looking at dipping in your pocket. Do you have any guy who's on a full, full scholarship right now? Is there any player who's on a full ride? Uh, I would say I'll say it like this, Chris, and, and uh so we do, but here's how we do on, okay. on actual baseball money. No. Uh, but the great thing about our state, we have the hope grant. Mm-hmm. So if you have a guy, that's a good student, uh, that hope grant is paying for their tuition. So, you know, we will have guys that will combine baseball aid with, you know, the hope grant aid and they will, I mean, their parents don't have to pay for them mm-hmm. to come here. And I mean, it's just, it's a great deal for our state, not only for, for us as baseball coaches and baseball players, but just for any kid that grows up in the state that's got uh, good grades, uh, you know, it helps their parents pay for some college uh, expenses. You've been doing this for a long enough time. How many times has a family or an athlete said, I want to play two sports? And what's your, I mean, do you, is there a hard, fast rule or is that a case-to-case basis? Uh, I'm all for I'm all for it, and I'm for it for this reason. So uh, if that young man wants to play football, basketball, whatever it is, they have to count against football scholarship total. So it's like us getting an extra scholarship. Okay. If, if that happens, uh, it's rare you see that today. But 25, 30 uh, years ago, how often was that a conversation? Oh, it was, it was a conversation for sure. And when I first came here, we had a guy named Michael Smith that, that was on the football team. Uh, Jimmy Lincoln was a running back on the football team. Honestly, uh, Calvin Johnson was a heck of a prospect in baseball kind of coming out. And I always tell this story. So we had talked to him when he was entering tech that, Hey, in the spring, as long as trying to remember, I think it was Chan Gailey. If if coach Gailey, you know, says, Hey, you can go play baseball in the spring. We'll, you know, we'll put you on the roster. We'll take you. And, so he has his freshman year in football. We're in the dining hall over here at uh, at Tech, and uh, Calvin came up to me after the football season. He's like, hey, Coach, he goes, uh, I think I'm just going to concentrate on football. And I looked at him, and I go, that's a great decision, Calvin. <laughs> yeah, worked out wor- worked out quite well. Could have helped you, but it was a great decision for him in so, retrospect. So, yes, it was. <laughs> so obviously he would have been the best athlete maybe that you ever coached. Two separate questions. The best athlete versus he, the best he, baseball he, player. He, yeah, yeah, he would be one of them. Okay. And, uh, you know, and, and, and so just kind of similar. So one of my players, one of my transfers, uh, probably like a week ago, he came up to me and he's like, all right. He goes, I don't want to put you on the spot. But he goes, who's the best player you've ever coached? Right. And so I thought about it for like 10 seconds and I said, oh, that one's easy. And so he looked at me and I go, yeah. I go, Barry Larkin. And, and he, he kind of rattled him and he goes, Oh, he goes, you coached him. I go, yeah, I was an assistant at the university of Michigan when we had Barry Larkin. And I said, he's the only hall of famer I've ever coached. So I go, I have to put him number one. And Barry Larkin was captain and, and Nick will know this. He was captain of the Cincinnati Moeller football yeah, team. Hell of a player. Yeah. He was recruited by Bo Schembechler. But at that time, Bo didn't have a scholarship, so he literally 
came and played baseball his freshman year with the idea that he would go play football for Bo as a sophomore. Well, similar to Calvin Johnson, Barry Larkin's like a freshman All-American and tells Bo, I think I'm just going to keep playing baseball. Yeah. And again, and so rest is history on him. Yeah, two yeah. Hall of Famers. You Much like that. Calvin Johnson, Barry Larkin made the right decision. Yeah, two, two, two guys, two, two stories, two Hall of Famers. Well, let me ask you about Nomar. Had Nomar won yep. a World Series in Boston? Because I don't think Nomar gets talked about enough, like as a player. Um, but he doesn't get the World Series in Boston. I think had he won a World Series in Boston, more people would talk about his career. Is that fair? I think 100%. And, and you know, when I took the tech job, like Nomar was a junior on that team. Jason Baratek was a senior. And, and I had always said, rightfully so, that Barry Larkin would probably be the greatest player I ever coached. Okay, now I've had some great ones here, so, I, you know, I can change that tune now. But coming into tech, never seen Nomar in person. And so I was anxious first day of practice my first year here, like, I want to see Nomar Garcia Parra. So watch him move around. And since that time, I've changed my tune. And in that, both he and Larkin were as good a shortstops as probably I'll ever have the opportunity to coach. And, uh, and I agree with you. I think he, uh, I mean, he's a two-time American League batting champion. Uh, he was an elite shortstop back in the day. It was him. A Rod and uh, Jeter. That's kind of who they uh, who they talk about. But unfortunately for Nomar, he got you know traded out of there before he could put that uh, ring on his finger. I don't know if you know this. Ted Williams said he thought Nomar was going to be the guy to hit 400 if anybody was going to do it. I don't doubt it. You know, I, I I don't doubt it. I mean, he was a great hitter. You know, and and uh, and could really just just really hit. You know, he had. He got power as he got older, but, I mean, he was always a hitter first. And you don't realize the tradition there at Tech until you walk through the uh, McNeese Baseball Park at Rush Chandler Stadium. You see the banners and the names. If if you're, you know, a fringe baseball fan, you see those names. And even if you're a fringe baseball fan, you know those names that have played at Tech. So I, I don't know if that helps in recruiting or not, but it's impressive when you walk into that stadium. No, it does, and and that was one of the things when we kind of rebranded the ballpark some was to just put those guys on those banners and, and uh, you know, let people understand uh, the history here. And, and quite frankly, uh, I mean, I'll just say it like this. I mean, I've been here 31 years, but I've been here 31 years because we've had great players like some of them I've talked about, but the ones you see hanging on these banners, are that's the reason, uh, you know, I've had the longevity. All right, last one. When you see 18-year-olds, think back 37 years ago. Guys could throw. There were certain touch-by-God touch by arms that you go, oh, that kid's throwing in the low 90s, maybe even the mid-90s. What do you think about the arms that you're seeing now at 17, 18 years old? Oh, it's, it's way different. It's crazy. Just, I mean, kids, uh, they play more. They, they, they develop faster. You know, everybody's got a pitching coach. they got a strength coach. Uh, so they're bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, I mean, and you're starting to see it in the major leagues. I mean, the fact that, you know, I, I, Jackson Holiday's uncle, Matt Holiday, uh, well, not Matt, Josh Holiday, who's the head coach at Oklahoma State, was a coach on my staff. So Matt Holiday was still playing when Jackson was born. So to hear that a 19, 20 year old high school kid, may have a chance to, you know, break out on an opening day roster. I mean, that's really all you need to 
kind of put your head around that, hey, this guy would be a uh, sophomore in college and he may be playing in the major leagues, uh, you know, with the Baltimore Orioles. And he's, he's not the only one. I mean, you're seeing more and more 20, 21-year-olds pop up there uh, in the major leagues just because of the development that's happening you know, not only in our country, but a lot of countries uh, throughout the world. Well, Danny, we appreciate the time. Always great to have a conversation with you. Can't believe baseball is here. Radford at Tech this weekend, 4 o'clock tomorrow, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 1. And like we said, Georgia will be in town on March the 1st. Danny, best of luck this year. Hopefully we can talk as the season rolls on again. Thank you. I enjoyed it and uh, always enjoy getting on with you guys. I appreciate it. You got it anytime. Danny Hall, head baseball coach at Georgia Tech. A late lunch edition of BTG when we come back. Anything you care to tease the folks with, Chris? Some incredible sound from the Super Bowl has just gotten released. If you want to know what players talk about, we're going to let you in on it. Vern Lundquist, as you said earlier, and we've got a couple of things, including a pop quiz when it comes to something you used to do better than you do now. Oh, no, no, no. All on the spot is Chris Domino. That is all inside of Beyond the Goatee, and that is next here on... Domino and Cellini, the fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Georgia Dome, when Goldberg beat Hulk Hogan for the world heavyweight title. Even Domino was in the audience going, Goldberg. Never forget that. A very special night. Here's what I say about my sporting events. The outcome is written three months before it actually happens. Yeah. I actually, don't we, the sporting we were in San Diego for the Super Bowl when Goldberg did that, so sure. that story isn't true, but it I is. I was there. I was there. Whoa, yeah. whoa. How, how old were you? I was there. You must have been uh, I was in high school, so we had to. We drove yeah. down from Augusta that okay. night for the Nitro, so whatever age range. Wow, you kids are crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, I'll never forget it. We're going to the big city. Do you know that they brought up the idea that you, I don't even know if I'm going to get the English right, you, Amanda, and I... I think that I just got that right. You, Amanda, and I are going down to spring training. Yes. And then we're asking Amanda about, oh, what does she think? And I did say, and she didn't lie about anything. She got it right, as a matter of fact, because she, she sort of has, you know, she can handle stuff when people talk to her. May the Schwartz be with you. They asked her about, like, food and everything. And, said, and she said, oh, Chris said that we're going to go do a family shop once we get there. Now, yes. Nick's cart is going to be a little bit different than mine. I'm going to have my own cart. You're right. going to have your own cart. Right. Or if Amanda wants to put stuff in my cart, I'm just telling you that Nick's cart's not going to be fun. We don't want to talk about Amanda on this show because she left me and Adam out of the video with Blooper. Okay. I don't know what any of that means, but I'm going to continue. So she was right about that. I said, we're going to do a family shop. Then they asked about the living arrangements and sleeping arrangements. And then you know what I thought back to? The last time I went on a road trip with an intern, I married her. 
That's true. That's true. San Diego. Yeah. Same time. When so, Goldberg defeated Hulk Hogan. Right. That's ex- that's what. Same trip. It's fate. Well, she's not an intern. No, and my wife was an intern. Yeah, but Amanda's. Oh, not. how but, does she feel about sharing uh, an Airbnb with two goofs? Uh, that's a good question. I listen. She's. She, I think she gets it. I'm just going to lock myself in my room. Yeah, I know. I said. You're not even going to know I'm there. Have you found a gym? Not yet. That's why Sunday's very important. Grocery shopping, and I got to survey the land and find out where the gym is. And you know what stinks in the good old days? I got a leg workout to do the next morning. In the good old days, would have been a strip club. Yeah, that's true. Domino, if he can't find a gym, do you think you can get him into the Braves facility? No, I would not even ask. I would not even ask. Not gonna, not gonna cross not that bridge. For him. So you'll it's find, National Bill of Rights Day. You'll find a gym. I know it'll be. Now fun. remember, it's a it's a smallish kind of town. I don't know if you're going to find your. Oh look, I'm going to use my LA Fitness thing. So I don't I'll, think there is one. I'll make do. I'll why don't you do. take home teams weights with you over there? Because I, I lift real weights. That's why. Okay. Uh, who's there's your one, favorite there's bill? One, there's one other point about it. It's hashtag National Bill of Rights Day. That's the uh, Twitter question. Or X platform question of the day. Do Chuck and Turnoff think this is a two bedroom what, what, place? What, what am I going to do with those back there? Okay. What are they? Two twenty five pound dumbbells. What, what's my my soon to be fifteen year old coming in and lifting? What, why would you do that? Well, That's he a asked, team. Just just answering the question. Yeah, but you keep firing. Is it two twenty five pound dumbbells? Um, yeah, close. No, they're twenties. Twenties. Why don't you just say, "Hey, good for Brandon"? Why don't you just do that? Good together, for Brandon. together they're forty. You just lift them both. <laughs> I think they were intimating that this is a two-bedroom place. See, that's a problem. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's a two-bedroom place? I don't know if it is no, or it isn't. It but is. if it is, that's a problem. There's three of you. That is directly yeah, a problem. Because poor Amanda's going to have to sleep on the couch. That's why it's going to be a problem. Does she know about your gas problem? I told her. We got two rental cars. She's going to get more from going early yes. with you in the morning. Yes. You'll get more, um, what's the term that I want to use? More, more content. More done. Yeah, she'll get more done. More content. You sleep in. You show up. You la-di-da-da on your way ha- in. I know. If we have to tape an interview, I'll be there. Oh, You know geez. that, right? Yeah, no, If you no, line up something, you know I'll be there. Yeah, it's big. Just to show up and stand around, it's not really my thing. No, I know. I know. Listen, everybody knows their role here. The point is, I don't, I don't believe... think you want me around as you're doing that anyway. The point is, I don't think a man is going to be sleeping with either one of us. No, that's definitely not happening. No matter what the, the arrangement in the house is. I don't know what they were getting at with her. Are you okay with this? What do you mean is she okay with this? She went to college. She's got a boyfriend. I mean, what, what is she not going to understand? You, you're meticulously clean and neat. I don't think there's going to be stuff in the sink because I know better. Oh, I don't do no. That. Yeah, I, no. I just said there's not going to be. There's going to be. It's, a, it's an Airbnb, so I'm assuming there's going to be silverware there. It's going to be uh, rinsed off and put in the dishwasher immediately. And when I say immediately, that goes for you two as well. Uh, no problem. I've been around you. Here's one more rule then if we're going to do this. Please, if you're going to wash and dry something, wash and dry it at the same time. Yes. He will lose his mind if he comes over to the washing machine and your stuff is in it. He will lose his mind if he comes to the dryer and your stuff if is in it. If you're going to start the process, finish the process immediately. Hey, I want to thank everybody for benefiting First Tee of Metro Atlanta. The annual Chili Dip Open is happening at Bears Best Atlanta on the 23rd. It's sold out. I want to thank some of our sponsors, Zero FG Energy Drink, Harris Cherokee Casino, and Resorts, and Fire if Safety and Protection. If we decide, the three of us, to just, you know, do some girl talk and get on Nick's bed, there'll not be any food involved in girl talk. Oh, no. Yeah.
I know you. That, that's worse than leaving laundry in there. <laughs> Nobody eats in bed. No self-respecting human being eats in bed. I don't know if Brett Michaels <laughs> agrees with that or not, but he is coming to town August the 3rd. He will be joining us at 145. Domino's mind is a vast wasteland of stuff. This has wildly exceeded my expectations of stupidity. It's time to go beyond the goatee. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Georgia. Visit PellaGA.com for 10% off your entire project. No payments, no interest for 12 months. PellaGA.com. Is 40 years a good run? I would say it's a great run. All right, here we go. By the way, the crowd was that loud. That's Jack Nicholas at Augusta. That's Vern Lundquist. That's 86, right? 1986. And Vern Lundquist is doing what? Uh, he is going to be calling his final Masters on CBS. 40 years worth. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get one of those moments. He also Tiger called the, the 05 Tiger Woods putt that yes. sat on the lip and you saw the Nike swoosh before dropping in. Which, by the way, should have been. I, listen, I get he's a Tiger but the logo of his clothes should have been the silhouette of that fist pump. I don't really understand it. I have no idea how they didn't do that, unless they don't own that. Him and the new people. The silhouette, just like Jumpman with Jordan, would have been the thing to do. I don't really get what they're doing, but again, it's not my business. I can't get that eating in bed out of my mind now. Yeah, That's a bad visual. Right. What about the Crumbs this? and the like. Do you know what this is? It's a... <laughs> can of cola being poured into a no, glass no, no, no. and somebody not. chugging it. No, no, that's a beer tap. That's oh. a beer tap. Do you know why I'm asking you? That's Pop that, quiz. That beer doesn't make that noise. Pop quiz. Sure it does. Pop quiz. But today it does. Pop quiz. <laughs> somebody wrote an article about the how many types of primary beer are there. If you were going to guess, types of primary beer is how it was. What is, now, how do you define primary? Well, because it has a title. And I'll give you an example. Like, like how many? Half beer, yeah. Pilsner, yeah. Yeah. Light. How many do you think there maybe? Or 20. Well, there's 16. Uh, 95, maybe. Like Lager and everything else. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I just wanted to do the pop quiz. They said there are 16 primary types. I, sh- of- I should have known that. I, I just panicked. But it, remember what my tease was? Remember when you used to be really good at one thing and you're not anymore? Drinking beer, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah that was the tease. I, I just used to get two at a time. Tees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never finished a class. Oh, I get two Coors Lights at a time, brother. All right. You know what this is? <laughs> Uh, someone was going through a moat. Yeah, yeah. it's flaming arrows and it's yeah. uh, hot oil and tar. So that's what's happening. Why do I bring that up? Do you know what the hottest business in America is? For the rich. You know what the hottest business to be in if your clientele are rich? A sex party. Nope, that's not true. Building bunkers. Mark Zuckerberg said he's going to build a bunker. He's going to build a bunker. So in case the world ends? Yeah. Near- do, you, do you know that I have quotes? The lowest end bunker you can build. And this is protecting yourself. Now, again, I don't think there's going to be burning tar like and oil. a bomb shelter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bomb shelters are back, like they were in the Cold War, but they're a little bit different now. Bunch of canned goods down there? Well, not for these people. 200000 to 400000 is where the low end is to build. These companies that are building bomb shelters. I think they call them safety shelters. I don't know if they do bomb shelters. Anymore. Get those ready-made meals. I think you yeah. can buy those at any sporting goods store. Do you know what range they're being built in now in the United States? Five to $10 million. Five to ten million. They're calling them bunkers. I think I just go down there just for the sake of going down there. Then, if it's going to cost oh, that yeah. kind of money to make. Now you do remember though, 
You that, do remember. I, if I had an office, I put my office there. I'll, I'll be down in the bunker if you need. You do remember if everything goes wrong up top mm-hmm. and you're underneath and there's no internet and TV. You know, generators aren't going to help you at that point if everybody at the TV place is dead. Everybody at the internet place is dead. But, but yeah, yeah so that's how you, in the old days, protected your castle. I, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, now you built, yeah, what are you going to do in your office? You got no internet. You got no TV. Dummy. You just ruined my whole plan. Five to ten million dollars. There's a guy who's building a $4.8 billion for him and all of his family in Mumbai. Billion? Billion. Four and a half billion dollars is what's being. So spent if you're paying that kind of money, there's got to be a way to access the internet. Right? I would just go to there space. Has to be a way. I know. I would just go to space. But yeah, the old days you used to have to pour oil and tar on people and hit them with flaming arrows. Now you're just going to build a ten billion, a ten million dollar bunker. Ten million dollars to go get. Would a it be bunker. tough to take me serious if I, as I posted on the X platform, if I hung that colorized portrait of Shemp in my office? Would it be tough to take me seriously? No. You know what you could say? No one would know who Shemp no, is. No, that's exactly it. That's my mentor. That's all you have to say. That's my mentor. I'm not lying if I say yeah, that, actually. It is your mentor. It sure is. All right. Uh, do you know what this sound is? That's uh, the old way of hooking up to the Internet. Yeah. The computer. In 1949, it was basically introduced. This is the date that a lot of people say the computer. Now, not the one we actually have now. But it was on this date, 1949, where they said, here you go. This is, this is called a computer. What do you think the size of that computer was? Size of my house? Oh, yeah. No, again, I remember this. Um, I remember going to Kids Day at my father's work. He worked for Chemical Bank, IBM, so they had check sorters and they had the computers, the reels. They had the big reel spinning wheels. And it was a room they, they had to have the computers off the ground because airflow was terrible. It got very, very hot in there. And at one point, my father looked at me and said when cell phones came out, he was still with us, God rest his soul. And he said, all right, you see what you're holding in your hand? Uh, that actually could do everything that the banking industry was doing as a whole. Then I found out that what I was holding in my hand was more powerful than how they sent men to the moon. There was more capabilities in a phone than all of NASA had when they sent a man up and got him back down. And what did the, what is it, the CEO of the LGE Community Credit Union and the president who was in studio with us yesterday say this has replaced the vault, Chris Leggett said, as he held up his phone. Oh, yeah. This is now the vault. That's the vault. He did say that. All right, a couple of things very quickly. Let's do this. Um, Why on this date? Might there be a piece of American history you don't know, but you know what I say about the butterfly effect and how one thing will affect a million other things? Listen to this. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Do you know the least known American history story, maybe of the 20th century? Because it, it wasn't something that was passed down. There was an assassination attempt on FDR on this date in 1933. The mayor of Chicago got killed. They were shooting bullets. FDR survives, obviously, and the whole world is basically changed. It was a failed attempt in 1933. So time-space continuum, as you like to say. Who knows? I have no idea what would have happened going forward. But that happens because of World War II, obviously. But Whoa, this is heavy. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people actually even know that that was a thing with Franklin Delano Roosevelt in his second year in his first term. All right, this. There aren't many things that can happen on a football field that catch Patrick Mahomes by surprise. But this, this surprised him. Close up of his face, coin toss. <laughs> it is tails. Overseas. He the ball. Which way will it get? Take that way. 
when he comes to the sidelines going, they, they took the ball. There's a close-up of they, his they, face. They, they, they took the ball. There's a close-up of him where you go, huh? He had the Scooby-Doo thing going on in his head. All right, I'm going to let you in on a little bit of what's said during a Super Bowl. Defense playing their ass off. One draw. Turn the momentum. Let's go. They're showing all these celebrities, bro. Oh, well, none of these actors, none of these celebrities. I'll be on my own thing in Miami. I do with um, Transformers directed up. Um, no. Um, no. No. Michael Bay. That's my... No, I don't know him. Michael Bay, a real one. That's Chris Jones talking to two of his teammates during the Super Bowl about Michael Bay and the Transformers. Listen, you play like that, you can talk about Michael Bay. You've earned the right to have a lapse in concentration every now and then. All right, you want to hear another conversation that's going on during the Super Bowl? Here it is. This is a heavyweight battle. It's incredible. Now, who's that? So that was the San Francisco 49ers defense, and that's the fullback going up to Kittle and saying, this is why they drafted us. It's the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. This is why they drafted us. It's great stuff. There's a video. I, I'll, I'll list it just had a huge check on the field, the fullback, right before the start of overtime, saying, boy, I didn't yeah. realize that if we score, the game's not over. Yeah. He did say that. I have the, you know what, I'll play tomorrow. I have the history of the coin tosses that got us to this point. Somebody put a video out of the six coin tosses in the playoffs that got us to the point to do the rules. And there are a lot of familiar names and faces and stories. All right, you know what this is? She can feel it. Kong. Godzilla. They can feel it, too. Something is coming. Something even they're afraid of. You feel like going for a ride? Though you never on us. So Kong and Godzilla, are they teaming up? I think it's a buddy movie. Like the Mega Powers? Yeah, I think it's a buddy movie. I do. I think it's a buddy movie. I think they have to get together and put all their differences aside because there's something worse. Now, eventually, the Mega Powers are going to split up. So I it's wonder if they're going to split up. And... Only one. It's going to be two versus one, but the one is so powerful. Right. Yeah, they got it's a buddy movie. It's basically what it's going to be. Like Macho Man told Hulk Hogan about it. I don't know any of this stuff. You got lost in your eyes. I don't know what any of that means. For the five people that got it, you're welcome. I'm telling you that King Kong and Godzilla are going to get together to buddy up. This is a buddy movie for all intents and purposes. And it's kind of a road movie, too, like an old-fashioned buddy road movie because it's going to go around the world. Water can do that for you. And then Kong's going to show up. A whole lot of things. I want to see it. I do. I'm not proud of it, but I do want to see it. All right. um, Cam Newton said something, and people are giving him credit for this. I just want you to hear this and tell me if this analogy makes sense. What was the reason why you didn't jump on it? It ain't no... Excuse for me not jumping on the fumble. Okay. I should have jumped. Okay. So I'm not even going to give you something because that will be the take that somebody. I should have jumped on the fumble. Okay. Straight up. There's no. It, the competitor in me, if that happens again, duh. And this is the Super Bowl. All effort goes to like, yo, Super Bowl energy. That wasn't Super Bowl energy. And I think that. Is what hurts the most. It's like, yo, you don't get an opportunity to go back. It's not promised for you to go back. Okay. So why are people giving him credit for eight years later? I don't know. Should have dove on the fumble in that Super Bowl. He didn't. He made a business decision. But people are saying eight years later. Oh, listen to him. He's he's kidding. Eight years know. later. Is this a good analogy? You show up for work with no pants on. Eight years later, you come to the conclusion, I should have just put pants on. 
It took you eight years to come to a conclusion. You should, you should have probably realized that right away. Right. Yeah. People are like giving him credit. Yeah. Oh, listen to him. He's being honest about it. I'm not going to pee in my pants at any point today. I hope that's a good analogy. You know, I, I've been thinking about what I did eight years ago. I probably shouldn't have been naked from the waist down in retrospect. I probably should have copied Adam on those emails. I mean, for real. I don't know why. I, I was hearing people give him credit. Listen, listen to Cam. This is why he's different. Listen, I'm talking about that ball on the ground in the Super Bowl. Huh? So after eight years, he's come to this conclusion. It seems that way. Okay. Just want to make sure it ain't me. Brett Michaels is coming to town. He's going to join us in a few minutes. August the 3rd, it's party, gras, all killer, no filler. Going to be Brett Michaels, Chris Jansen, Don Felder, and D. Snyder. Special guest. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. We'll give away a pair right now to call in number four at 404-231-1680. We'll talk about Zach Robinson laying out a plan for the Falcons, a quarterback. And like I said, Brett Michaels will join us next. It's Domino Ancelini. It's the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. is a guest, Domino, here on the program. That's true. Who's coming to town August the 3rd. Party Gras coming back. All killer, no filler. Brett Michaels, front of the program, and joining us right now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Brett, always good having you on. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you so much for having me. You guys get me fired up. It's like when you're going into the ring for the big fight. You, you got me. Every time I hear you, you get me fired up. I'm a sports fanatic that loves my rock and roll and just looking forward to coming back August 3rd. So the show was great. I, I, you know, we met, we had a chance to say hello and thank you very much. Uh, you guys treated my family and the people that we had with us fantastically. So congratulations to you and your group. When you do something like that and people that travel with you say, Hey man, this was a great time. How easy is it for you to pick up the phone and then get the next round of this group going out? Uh, so, first of all, thank you for your awesome words, and, and we had a great time last year, and thanks to you, and I got to meet you and the family and friends, uh, and hopefully you had as great a time as we did, because Atlanta was insane. That was a good party, and here's what happens. We go out there. I've been friends with all the people torn with me for a long time, and I call them up, and I said, look, this is what I'd like to do, a night of all killer hits, no filler. I said it's seamless, it's fun, but I said the biggest thing is that just know that this party grawl is meant to be a celebration. The fans, the bands, and the music. Let's treat people great. And most importantly as well, backstage, everything, no egos. 
no not just come out and have fun and as you experienced last year that's what it is i think that the fans all three generations really sense the sincerity of that and and it and it doesn't hurt that they're all killer hits one right after the other and I think that's what people want to hear. Brett Michaels with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. I'm not going to mention the performer's name, but went to see this performer a few years ago, and he was doing all blues covers. It was, it was a situation where he wasn't playing the songs that he was famous for and the people wanted to hear. It's the polar opposite when you talk about what you guys do when you get together. Absolutely. And again, I say this because I, I put together the Party Girl as a fan of music. I'm a fan then, I'm a fan now. And to bring out people, I mean, think about this. This year we opened the show with Don Felder of the Eagles. This is the co-writer of Hotel California, Life in the Fast Lane, Take It Easy, uh, One of These Nights. It just it's an unbelievable start to the evening. And then I just finished CMT Crossroads with my good friend, Chris Jansen. He's hitting with Buy Me a Boat. His new, he has a number one single as we speak today called All I Need Is You. We did that together on the CMT Crossroads. And then he joins me later in the night to do Mama Don't Dance. And we do a dueling harmonica solo. Uh, we, com- we, <laughs> we do a competitive back and forth, and it's amazing. Uh, on Mama Don't Dance, and then Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister uh, hits with all these hits, and now the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominated Lou Graham comes out, and in the middle of my set, we knock out three or four of his biggest hits. You, you just got both of our eyes open. Four eyebrows just hit the ceiling, because I don't think we knew that Lou Graham was no, a part I mean, of this. They, they gave us some copy. I didn't know the uh, the original lead singer of Foreigner was a part of the tour. He is, and he's been a friend. I took him to Rock Island. We opened up the year in Key West at the Party Girl Festival in Rock Island and down in um, Key West. And I, I did the same thing. I brought him out as a surprise, and he was our surprise guest. He's been a friend a long time, and he nails it. I mean, the, the, not only that, he's the nicest guy in the world, but he just comes up there, and he sounds the same. He His voice is incredible. We start out with cold as ice, hot blood double vision jukebox hero you know it just it's it's awesome so here i i don't want to miss a headline you said you did a cmt crossroads i actually went to a taping of one that must mean that chris jansen must have named you specifically or the band specifically as somebody that influenced them that usually is how these work is it not that's exactly what happened. So Chris's first song he ever learned to play is Talk Dirty to Me. And he said, I, I have to come on stage and sing the second verse, and then we do the rest of the harmonies. And that's exactly how it went down. We we were like two brothers that grew up together, two best friends from a small town. And he just he just has the he's like Mick Jagger of country. It's it's really incredible to watch him because he has this unique energy and just incredible big hit country songs like fix a drink buy me a boats on my party mixtape i play it uh last year was one of the songs i played while the fans were coming into the building uh we mix it up with a dj we had buy me a boat and mixed that with metallica and acdc and uh some good pop and just a good day for for me and for the fans. I didn't get a chance to ask you that night. And it, I, listen, when you play in eighteen thousand seat arenas, closed arenas, when you play in buildings that are bigger closed, 
Is there anything better, though, than an outdoor concert when you can see all the way back and they throw the lights on and you see the lawn? Um, there's a different vibe. Nice spring night, nice summer night. Is it not different than playing an indoor? This this feels to me, whenever I go to an outdoor venue, it's it's much more social. It, it is the best feeling in the world, especially summertime. I know this one's on a Saturday, uh, Saturday, August 3rd. It's a great day. It's a great day to be alive. It's an outdoor vibe. And here's what I do. I literally bring with me in the crew, uh, not only my crew that's up on stage and the local crew, but we also bring people with us that meet people at the door. They're handing out Mardi Gras beads and party Gras beads, bandanas, guitar picks, just telling people we're grateful for them being at the show and it really sets that tone of a good summer night you look out the place is slam packed the lawn people are partying having a great time and after what we've been through in my opinion the the world over the last three or four years uh, it just it's just good to see everyone out there one big family it's like a I always say this, party girls like a backyard barbecue, and eventually a concert breaks out. <laughs> so, I, and I know you don't want to toot your own horn this way, but can you talk a little bit about a charity and what it is that you guys have also earmarked uh, as well when you go so on here, Yeah, here's what I do with my Life Rocks Foundation. For anyone to look this up, a complete nonprofit, dollar in, dollar out. I set it up because I'm a type 1 diabetic, and as a kid, um, it, we it was... I learned this from my mom and dad, right? Uh, my father's a veteran, so what happened is we do these big things for diabetes, for childhood cancer. Then a lot of the money goes to what we call vets and pets. As the son of a veteran, uh, we bring our veterans on stage, uh, and we just thank them for the freedoms were afforded, uh, the awesome freedoms were afforded for the men and women and their families to put so much in. And then, like I said, I save and rescue uh, and adopt a lot of uh, animals, uh, especially dogs. And so uh, we even have a little Brett Jr. Uh, may come running out on the stage with us that night at, uh, at Ameris. Brett Michaels is with us, like we said, coming to town, Ameris Bank Amphitheater, August the 3rd, as you said, to start the conversation. And if people don't know, you're a huge sports fan. So what would Brett Michaels have done to start overtime? Would you have kicked off if you won the toss or the ball like Kyle Shanahan did? You know what? Here, in my opinion, I'm going to take the ball. I know everyone says to wait. Everyone says wait, see what they do, see what you need to do to make their, you know, in other words, whether, uh, you know, you're going for the three or going for the touchdown. I personally want to get that ball, take my energy and just that, that fired up energy and just go down there and drive to score. I know you've been busy. Do you know the name Arthur Smith? Tell, tell me a little more. So, Give me a little more info. Head coach, former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I know you're a Pittsburgh guy. He's your new offensive coordinator. He's going to be the guy probably up in the booth telling Mike Tomlin what he wants to do on offense. I'm going to tell you, take a get ready pill because there are going to be days where you're going to be aggravated. I'm going to do this. As I grew up in Pittsburgh, right down, I was a Yinzer. Uh, <laughs> I have a direct line between uh, Mike and Mike Tomlin and, and Jay Glazer. Right. His even his son, Mason, is coming out to do some EDM openings uh, and DJ for some of the party girl shows. His son's a great musician, Mike's son. And I'm going to have to have that discussion because I'm a believer. I'm one of those guys that believes uh, I may get frustrated, 
but it, it, again, I say this, you can call all the plays in the world, but you've got to execute. You've got to have that willpower to, to get it done, to want to win. you just got to be 1% better than your opponent. That's it. Yeah, well, Mike, again, Mike made the hire, and if you trust Mike, then you must trust the hire, and I agree. And his defense of Arthur Smith was a pretty good coordinator when he was yes, with Tennessee, he, yes, just he not was. a head coach. I'm just telling you, there are going to be, there are going to be days where, I don't know if you're a thrower, I don't know if you just... <laughs> The TV is going to pay a price at some point, but it's going to feel that way some days. I, you know what? But as, I'm going to say this: you're probably correct. I'm a believer in Mike. Uh, I like Mike as a human being. I like Mike as a coach. He's a winning, winning coach. He inspires his players. And yet, there's probably going to be a few times when I was a kid. Even my father, we had to buy those. You know the referees. Because the Steelers never made a mistake. It was always a bad call from the refs. Of course. We all know that. It's never the team's fault. Except that Franco the, Harris. We had to, Except that Franco <laughs> Harris. That was that one that one your way. Those, <laughs> we had those you know the referees where they were velcroed and you could rip an arm off or yeah. a leg and throw them. We there was a lot of uh in our wood paneling, there may have been a few uh bumps and knocks and a few holes. All right. Explain to everybody what it's like to be a Pittsburgh icon, Lemieux, Stargell, um, guys like that. It would talk about the reverence. Like when they come back. Or just the idea that it's passed down. Like you you wouldn't have seen Clemente play, but I guarantee you. I when did. You're ha- I, saw, I saw Roberto Clemente play. I went when I was a kid. I'm not making this up. I saw Stargell play, Al Oliver. I'm going back to Manny Sanguian. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I, I when I say I come from a family of sports fanatics, I, I'm not making this up. Like, we went down to Three Rivers. We would get to see the Pirates play. This year, I'm raising the Jolly Roger. I know the Braves are great. I'm never going to lie. The, the Braves are great. Uh, I'm a believer. I got to go in the batting cage, you know, and hit some balls, uh, you know, with McCutcheon. Hit some out of the park. And I'm telling you, I, I got to see them all play. And to have that in the blood, coming from a very blue-collar town, right, Remember, my dad's a vet, worked at Armco Steel, and this is good for the city. For a city like Pittsburgh to win, it's good. It's it's it goes beyond sports to bringing us together as a city, and it it really helped us a lot when we were going through some changes, and it was uh, a lot of um, financial depression in the city. It really helped to keep us together. I don't think people think of it quickly enough. Title Town and everything else that sort of came about, but when you're an icon in Pittsburgh. You know, that's multi, multi-generational. That is, you are there forever on the well, As you said, it's in your blood. Yeah. It's in the blood. It's in the, it's in the blood. It's in the DNA. And I think, again, uh, again, you, you've got a lot of great people um, and a very, uh, you've got a tough, hardworking, blue-collar town. And it just is good. It's good for the soul uh, to have a winning team. And, the, I mean, we're going to the Penguins, uh, Pitt in the years. You're looking at the steel, the Stillers, and uh, the the Buckos. It's it's good. All right, who do you want on the tour next year? If you if you had carte blanche, who would you like to get on this tour with you? Well, I'm first of all, I'm grateful for the first year when we had Night Ranger and Mark McGrath and Steve from Journey and and Starship. This year, I, I need to say this: I couldn't be more grateful. I mean, Don Felder of the Eagles. I mean, come on, Lou Graham. You know, from Foreigner, D. Snyder, one of my best friends, were both born on the same day, March 15th, Chris Jansen. And I'm going to focus, can I do this? Let's, I'm going to focus on this year 
have a great time, and then next year we're going to have this conversation when okay. we're talking about the lineup. Do you have a little mental list, though, of one or two people that you go, damn, that could be fun, or I know them well enough to know that I've never toured with them, that could be fun? I'm just throwing out a couple names, you know, Mick yeah. Jagger, maybe yeah. maybe Robert Plant. I'm huh. just saying little, little Jimmy Page coming up there. He he rocked with me at the in, in Reno, Nevada, at the Lawler Event Arena. It was great. I'm I'm just throwing out a couple light names. Yeah, you know, we'll see if maybe Tyler and Perry want to come up, throw down a little bit on the stage. A man can dream, can he? Brett Michaels, it's always great a man having you. Got a dream. Yeah, man, man, got a dream. If, you, if you don't have dreams, you got nothing. August the third, Party Grog going to be in town. We'll be a part of it, and hopefully, we can get you in studio as it gets a little bit closer. Let's just, we've talked about this. Let's make it a plan because we could have a day. We would have a great time. You want to go to a Braves game? I don't know if you know, the guy down at the end of the hall. I'll go. We, yeah, we got a guy down at the end of the hall. He's got really good seats. He's got Brett Michael seats. Real good seats. I'm going to the game, and I, hey, listen, I went into the, I went in, uh, you know, we went down there and it's Patty Cage. I met the throw, I got to throw baseball in the field when we played the stadium there. That was a good day, and the Braves are good. The Braves are great. Well, I mean, that's, they're tough to beat. Let's make it happen when you come through town. We'll put it all together. Sounds great. I appreciate both of you. Thank you, and I can't wait to see you and your families out there and all your listeners. We're going to take good care of them and, of course, our veterans, our men and women that serve this country in Iraq, and we're going to make it a big party. All right, Brett Michaels, always a pleasure having you on August the 3rd. We'll see you, though, much before that date happens and you hit the stage. Absolutely, man. Thank you again. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Brett. You got it. Brett Michaels, August the 3rd, the party gras is coming to town. Lou Graham, Graham. now I got to be there. Wait, uh, Brett, I got a question before you go. Do you remember? uh, No, he's gone. You don't remember Carrie Domino's boobs? Oh, yeah. I saw the pic, Brett. Coach? We lost him? Let me ask you this. If if he signs one, if she asks for the other one to be signed, I said, you do know it's still the same name that he signed. Yeah, sure. Is that excessive if she went into the second one? Listen, it's Brett Michaels. He wants to sign your wife's body. He gets to sign your wife's body. It's not that he wanted to. She said, sign my body. Either way. I love to death. Not the first time he's done it. No, no, no. I mean, I understand. First time I've been married to someone who had it happen to them. Fair. That's well, fair. I'm just he, saying that. He gets it. Whatever it is, he, he understands Good what personality. this is. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. tell you what they didn't do at that backstage meeting. It wasn't a shuffle. Get in, get out. Where are you from? Thank you for coming. Do you have any veterans in your family? Make sure that you thank them for everybody on this tour. I was like, damn. So what you're saying, like when I met David Copperfield, and they said, don't look right at him, and you yes. can take a picture and walk off. I and saw him for about five I, seconds. Yes, I don't think it's that way yeah. with Brett Michaels. It was... I'm, I can't speak for Lou Graham, but hey, yeah, I have no idea if Lou's going to be quite that friendly. But Brent Michaels, absolutely. And it really is something gonna, about. If I see Lou Graham, I'm going to fanboy him. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would that look like, though? Do you, so you know so that you I. Know, s- a lot of people don't know, but I know you're Italian. Yeah. That's why I kind of like Foreigner. <laughs> remember that song? That's going to work, yeah, huh? Head Games is a great song. <laughs> hey, remember when you guys used to blow up that big when jukebox you know, on the stage? My, you know, during Jukebox Hero? Yeah, can I tell you, one of my favorite lyrics of all time is, I'll live all of my years in a single minute from that, that song, Double Vision. Then just stare at him. <laughs> Don't <laughs> just, move. Just stop there. Me, <laughs> awkward silence. Let me ask you this. I'll be you? rocking back and forth. <laughs> Would you throw Midnight Blue out at him no, just to that prove I, that you're a fan? Yeah. I, the solo I even, album. I even listen to Midnight Blue. That is one of the greatest lyrics of all time, though. Yeah. I live all of my years in Be a single Be holding minute. the concert program and a Sharpie out, but don't ask him to right. sign. Stare. Just like, yeah. Mr. Grant, it's very nice to meet you. I just hold it. Just hold it out. Just Can I tell you? weirdo, get out of here. Backstage, I got invited in to see Jack Black and two of the other guys in Night Ranger. Because I was walking down the hall to get to Brett's room. Mm-hmm. 
And then one of the people said, hey, you know Night Ranger? I said, do I know Night Jack Ranger? Blades, not Jack Black. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what a turn of events. Jack Black. Oh, no, no, no. I wow. And you could bring up, smile when you say damn Yankees. <laughs> Who knew? Let's bring up some damn Yankees But stuff. all of a sudden, I took a right-hand turn into a room, and there's Jack Blades and uh, and two other guys from Night Ranger. All right, so uh, Chuck and Chernoff are here. We'll go back in time momentarily. So nothing earth-shattering from the coordinators yesterday, obviously. No, they, they played all the hits. We're going to be fast and free and physical was the defense. The offense wants a good processor, smart quarterback. What, the only guy who got mad was D-Led, because D-Led is just mad at everybody right now. I don't know if you saw him. He just retweeted. I guess Ken Segura was there. Covering it, and D-Led wants everybody to know Jimmy Lake was relieved of his duties in Washington for yeah, pushing a player. It's he's, pretty much a story everybody knows. But he's now he's, he's tweeted it 85 can times. I, can I ask a question? It was a story when it happened. I know. I don't yeah, want to do years this. Years ago. I don't want to do this on the air. I don't want to. But it's, I'm just going to do it. Is anybody else sensing the friction between D. Orlando Ledbetter and the Atlanta Falcons that's being pretty, played out? It's pretty palpable. Pretty evident. It's pretty All palpable. right, yeah. finally. He's mad that they stay, waited 11 days for the I'm presser. It's, like, it's, it won't stop. It's just, at this point, I'm, I'm shocked his bosses haven't called Relationship him. Relationship seems less healthy than before it does. Yeah, you, know? you could have a Winkle John like uh, Jim Mora thing at some point. Well, how the hell should I know? Right. Because you're the head me. coach. That's why you should know. Excuse me, I get the first question. Not anymore, you don't. Oh, that would be hilarious. And the Winkle John, uh, Jim Mora argument came out of the Rod Coleman. Rod Coleman's correct. Well, why was he heading back to the facility? Quote, why the hell should I know? But people don't know. That was building and building between those two. That right. wasn't like, oh, now we're going to go yeah. after each other. This, this, Mora didn't this get along. feels like yeah. the Orlando's not letting it go. No. When you have to point out what I think everybody who cares about the Falcons knew about the guy who's the new D.C. Right. How about the one, and Chuck and I joked last week, uh, Segura wrote something about uh, Morris. It was just like a little puff piece, and uh, D-Led retweets, uh, they passed on Bill Belichick, who won seven championships, hired guys 21 and 30, and I'm like, oh my God, man, you were a race car in the red. The columnist does again. that, the beat reporter. Right, the, no. the, yeah. It's not really what it is. But I'm just telling you, he is now playing the public card. Oh, yeah. When it comes to how unhappy he is. Which, again, I, I would think he's not the same coach he was then. I, I would I would like to think he's learned it, some It doesn't matter if he is then. or isn't. D-Led, he's no, just mad at them. He's not, not mad at Raheem. Not, he's just mad at them. Well, yeah. He wanted that presser to be held earlier, and he's not going to let it go. D-Led is considering Raheem Morris collateral damage. Yes. At this point, 100%. <laughs> it's just the way it has to be right Correct. now. Did you get anything out of Zach Robinson describing the quarterback he wants? Because he did the, let me go to central casting and let me get the athletic competitive perfect process things. I don't, those things are all useless. Like they don't know. They have a board of seven guys. They have Justin Fields who doesn't fit anything they want to do. And then they have uh, Baker Mayfield who fits everything, everything they want to do. Who we really want, Correct. who we really can get. Correct. Like those are two different columns, but, unfortunately. Like but if you saw some of the names up on their board, I bet it would make us all cringe. Because when they get to plan F, because plan A through G doesn't work, oh my goodness. We have said there have been seven names. We, I'm not kidding. I've been keeping a running total. There have been seven different names, whether it's a column, whether it's an article, whether it's a mock draft. There are so far that I've read mm -hmm. seven different names. Associated with being mm -hmm. the Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback. Do any of them involve someone drafted in the top four? Because Marvin five, Harrison and five. three quarterbacks are going top four. Five. I saw the best I saw was So that five. was the Lance Erline trade up to five of Drake Mayfalls. Yes. Right. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. But, I mean, you can make any machination of Jaden Daniels with a trade up, Drake May with a trade up, signing Kirk Cousins, trading for Justin Fields, trading for any number of guys, and then you land Gardner Menchu. <laughs> At the end of all of it, you're like, oh, God, here we are again. Can you imagine such a thing? It's not Hold impossible. On. Hold on. You think? Don't say that. Don't speak that. I don't want that. But please, you got to start a quarterback. It's fairly mandatory. You have one. If they're not a kid drafted in the top four or five, maybe 
It's going to be a veteran. No, no, no. It's not no, going to no, be Desmond. On, it's not going to be Tater Heine. We're, we're going gonna... to go around the room right now. The mustache man. We're going to go around the room right now. And I want to make sure that I word this the way that I think huh? is fair. Are you saying mm-hmm. that there's a possibility it's Gardner, Gardner Minshew and down, down, by him and then behind? Hold on. Yeah. Is a real possibility to be the starter for the Atlanta Falcons as opposed to whoever's one step in front of him and up? Yes. Jacoby Brissett is 100%. in play. Gardner Minshew is in. You might as, if you're going to sign Jacoby Brissett, you might as well keep Taylor. I, well, I wouldn't there's go no, that far. There's no difference. Here's what I would say. They're going to be in on all the stuff. Kirk, how much is it going to cost? Oh, Washington wants you. Minnesota wants you. Okay, we can't control that. Jaden, we want to trade up for you. Oh, we have to give up stuff that we don't want to give up. At some point, you're going to go through A through E in the list of once, and you're going to have to figure out something. But I don't know I, if Kevin Warren is playing possum or not, but he sure was complimentary, the Bears president of Justin Fields. By the way, there's a chance the Falcons don't even want Justin Fields. Like, Justin doesn't, if, they, if they're true to what they said yesterday, I don't know if they are. Justin doesn't fit anything of the Sean McVay principles of quarterback, and that's where Zach comes from. Yeah, but you know what he said? He's got to be the most competitive Span guy. Fans process fire. Yeah, that's true. That's, they want but, somebody but, to process and fire. Right. Here's the Minshew question I'm asking because yeah. you said him. And yeah, I, I just think, used him, sure. It, right. In my mind, though, I say, okay, here's Gardner Minshew. And there were guys that I think are actually, I'll say worse, but mm-hmm. behind him. Right. But there are at least eight guys mm-hmm. that are a possibility that I know are in front of him. Sure. In my mind. I'm mm-hmm. not telling you I'm right about it. You're telling me picking eighth mm-hmm. with what, what's available to you. Yeah. It's Gardner Minshew and back, and that's a Could strong be. possibility. Could be. So I, I've said all along they, they're oh, going to go two no. paths. They're going to bring in a vet, and they're going to draft somebody. They're going to do both. Now, at eight, like, do you want me to tell you J.J. McCarthy's the pick at eight? You going to be happy about that? No. Okay. Better than Gardner Minshew. Is it, though? How I, do you no, know? For me. No, no, no. I'm not saying he's a better player. For me. Oh. I'm talking about name value. Oh, we're I'm just doing about, name value. Well, I'm saying there's Russell Gardner. Wilson's more of a name value. Well, you want that? He's squirrely. You just don't want <laughs> Minshew mania. If it's Minshew and back, when I think, oh, name, not recognition, mm-hmm. the guy that I just think mm-hmm. it's not better than him. Mm-hmm. I think you're all in play. I'd take J.J. McCarthy before I would take Gardner Minshew. I know he won a national. At least I'm on a rookie deal. The no shoes on, meditating on the field. I just, I, I can't I hear that. you. You know none of that stuff matters to them, though. I, like, I that's a, that's an us it. thing. That's yeah. not a they thing. That's like the people doing the Caleb uh, Williams thing. I don't like Caleb in the corner with the faces. The league doesn't care. The league sees the well, arm, the they see the thing. legs. The crying thing, I think I know, the league he's cares go about. One. It tells you they don't care. They're going to take him one. I'm just telling you how I can't go higher than one or else he'd go higher than one. It's extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, everything that the league cared about Cam Newton that they didn't like, and then he went first overall. You're going to go one. That's nobody it. cares. You, you can, you, it'd be nice to find the perfect they guy. I am hearing a little bit of, and again, I'm not telling you anybody. Caleb's right. a baller, and they want one. Right. You know me. I'm not telling you any of these guys are right. Why am I now hearing, because is it just there's so much time between the last down they play and the combine even, let alone the draft, mm-hmm. now we got to figure out why not to draft yet. And if I said, and That's I did it. say. It happens every year. Stop yep. with the nail polish, explain the crying, and then shh, and then go throw footballs and be really good. Is this what's happening now with Caleb Williams? He seems to be target yeah, number the, one of the. the he might not Dr. be the guy Pepper you think commercial he is. helped him. The fan zone commercial helped him. He uh, got a little bit more personality that was mainstream versus the fu and the all Ryan. that other stuff. Yeah, so he had yeah. more mainstream success, even though the team went sideways. But no, he's going to be first overall, by the way, because he's this tall and that arm correct. and that experience and pro style already. And it's not fair to say it, but first overall, he's the closest athletically to Mahomes that people are pointing. That's not fair. Don't tell Merrill Hodge that. I know Merrill went nuts, but Merrill also was right about a few other things with Johnny Manziel and others. So may I ask, you're telling me right now, though, just so I know, because yeah. I'm going to think about this now between, this is better than mock drafts, for, right. if we go this way. 
You'd rather have Gardner Minshew than J.J. McCarthy. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know if J.J. can play. At least I know Gardner. Okay. I, Gardner wouldn't you? embarrass me. What about you? And my bar is low, guys, right now. If don't embarrass me at quarterback. I don't know if J.J. can play, okay. but the, the league likes J.J. more than the, the public. For whatever reason, I think Bo Nix at eight. That seems so high. It does. Uh, I just keep thinking about him at Auburn. I know. It's, I, I, can't, the same. I can't get that out of what my mind. What about Penix? It seems high, too. But would you rather have Michael Penix? Didn't medical, like, eliminate him for you? The, like, two, the two ACLs? Yeah, scares the hell out of you. Eliminate. Yeah. yeah, but you know what they say? What do they say? Well, I, I don't, don't follow know. it. I don't know what you got. Well, hey, now he, doesn't, now he doesn't have one. Or the one he has is so much newer. I mean, Hines Ward didn't have one. He's yeah, turned out just fine. Ones. Yeah, but he's got the, the ones that they put in are newer at the job than the old oh, ones that are gone. I like it. Here's what I would want. The dead guy ligaments? What I'd no, want no, is, get out of yourself if I had, like, the Matt Perfect mock draft, I would love them to get Dallas Turner at eight, take their two seconds, trade back into the back of the first, and if Penix or Bo is there at 22 Sold. or something, Sold. I get the fifth year on him. And, but I'm adding to it, I'm still going out to the free agent market. I'm pitching Kirk. I'm pitching what if you, what Russell. If, Russell doesn't excite me, but I know Russell can at least get me through. And you, I, you only do that deal that has to be conditional because you have to do the deal only if you're going to get the quarterback. But then you because play. If stri- if, in other words, if you do that deal two picks in front and mm-hmm. you go, oh, wait, he's gone. Like mm-hmm. there are conditions that you go, we'll take yours. Mm-hmm. This guy has to be available. Mm-hmm. But if you get Minshew, you can play the Hulk Hogan theme song and it'll be Minshew mania. He's not wrong. Do you also understand the building He's will be half real empty? American. He can cup his ear to the crowd. Yeah, but the building will be half empty so, if they try out Gardner Minshew to be the starting quarterback. I was thinking about this. That's, that's the other now, side. Arthur of the said fence. the number one rated fan experience in the league. I don't know why they said that. I don't know Just why. They, they, don't know to, they don't know how to hear the room. They don't know how to feel can the room. Can I tell room. you something? The more I think about the last 25 minutes of that press conference, my head was swimming. I don't blame you. First of all, I said, we're never going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about things that made no sense. Right. The last 25 minutes of that but press Back conference. to Domino's point, like, what would fill the uh, the house? Quarterback. Yeah. Who, though? Jaden. I, I think Exciting it's, young I think quarterback. It, I think it's yeah. close. That's what I think need. he's the one. And so, again, I'm not telling you, I, I, I don't need to win draft day to sell tickets. It'd be nice. Fun. But I think he's the guy of all the names that we can mention. More mm-hmm. than Fields, certainly more than Wilson, certainly more than a Penix. Jaden Daniels is the guy that I think gets the... the Do you want my hot take on that? I think if they draft, they'd still get a veteran to start before Jane. Because I think they realize right. we need to win this year and win long term. Doesn't mean he doesn't take yeah, it for Is it like Michael Vick? Do you put in a package for Jaden? Maybe. Maybe. Why not? It, uh, think about this: Bijan eight, and next year's one to move up to three. I think Jaden Daniels is the biggest meter mover name of all the things you could do. Go get a veteran, trade for a guy. I don't know that. That's kind of free agent. Probably pretty close though. And if I got Jaden Daniels on a rookie contract as opposed to paying Baker Mayfield forty million at four years. Which, again, Jordan Love, this idea that Jordan Love's supposed to get $40 million, and Baker Mayfield can proudly say, yeah, $40 million, I think is the number, mm-hmm. is absurd to me. But I go back up. We keep saying, why would the Patriots want to trade out of three? I don't understand. They need a quarterback. I don't know if they want to trade out of one. They're not going to. I dis- yeah. disregard that. But, None like, that. people are doing the three might be in play. And I'm like, what are they doing? Because you just said trade Bijan a one and eight. I'm like, if, if that's to three, I've said I think three quarterbacks and Marvin Harrison are in the top Totally three, agree. So. Can I give you the other thing I'm throwing out? And we played uh, defensive coordinator theater earlier. Mm-hmm. When you ask a new defensive coordinator, what is it you're going to play? And he has to tell you it's going to be a 3-4. Because I think they have to answer. 
Would it have been acceptable to go, hey, man, I'm going to have 11 guys on the field that give me the best opportunity to stop them from getting a first down? It's none score. of your business. I just, I think it's silly that these guys talk about three, four, and gonna four be, There's going to be multiplicity. He said that. Yeah. He did. He followed that. will be multiple. Be they, multiple. They're going to have to get a fatty in the middle if they're going to at least have a base three, four, and I need four right. linebackers. Where the hell am I getting four well, linebackers that, from? Okay, so that you can sort of play with. Caden can play inside with Landman. You have Trey Anderson in theory can do some things, and you can go get another linebacker. Or if you want to draft Dallas Turner on the outside, all of a sudden now it's, you can at least do that. We, we talked about this yesterday, and uh, not to get two X's and O's because I don't understand them at that level, but... Staffing a 3-4 is way, way, way different and way more difficult than a 4-3. It really is. You have to have a real defensive end and then Mm -hmm. a defensive end who's kind of really a tackle. Mm -hmm. And then your two inside backers, whoever you walk up that Jason Taylor jack thing... But I think there's the sort of, inside backer on that side has to slide out and have coverage responsibilities. See, I think they're more so, built for that right now. I really do. I think that's why this it's plan is different because Jimmy Lake's coached both, and because you have you can play on Yamada and Grady in the three four as ends, and you could slide them out as as or slide them inside when you want to go to a NFL four three. Guys are supposed to be able yeah, to do stuff, but, but they can handle that. It's just different. Easily. You got to find again, a fatty though. I want to go to math because I don't know what it was because I, I think now it's up to fifty four percent of the time they're playing nickel, so you don't want a three four. You don't Correct. want a four three. Sure, you're running five defensive backs now. Would it have been wrong? Or a safety who can play up close, and, which and they, hit, they tried. And hit you like a linebacker. Which they tried, yeah. yeah. You, you got a guy who ended up in Dallas with Dan Quinn, but he couldn't stay healthy in Keanu. Would it have been wrong if I was able to get there yesterday? The time did not permit. If I would have shown the uh, Trent McDuffie play, if I would have mm-hmm. said, excuse me, Coach, can I just ask you to look at this? Do you think you can ha- – that, that was the most perfect defensive play that you're going to ever call. see. Spags, it was perfect. Spags was great. I got a speed guy who could mm-hmm. finish a play. Yep. I had a lane for him to go because my players up front were good enough. And he timed enough. it perfect. It was it's great. just incredible. Yep. When was the last time we, I'm not being a jerk, when was the last time we saw a play like that so from a You're going to laugh, but it was, there, was, there was some Brian Poole stuff in 2016 where they would send him or some like stuff. And, you know, 20, KZ did that for a minute here, but not nothing, nothing extended where it was sustainable. It's so nice when you have weapons. Like this franchise. Nothing is sustainable. Never. Between them and the Hawks, the battle to try to screw more things up is it's special to watch those. I'm pretty much done with the Hawks. You should be. Yeah, that last night was it shouldn't have been the final straw, but it was. Hold on. They didn't try again last night. Nope. Why would you like be mad that you're not? They turned it on in the second quarter, they were down by seven. We joked that the Hawks were a seven and a half point road favorite. I was like, if you're not fading them tonight, you don't know what the hell you're doing. And Trey might be pouting because he heard his name in San Antonio, and we'll find out. I do think that's not gonna end well. Because you can't get anything in a trade. I want to go back to the Falcons for one thing. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy to think that when I think about the Atlanta Falcons offense, you can have playmakers on defense. We don't really have those. On offense, I drafted four, three times with three guys in the top ten. I don't right. feel like I really have one. No, the, not yet. Doesn't right. seem like so it. So here's my question. Would you pay for another receiver? Yes. Here's the other thing I can't picture well, in my I draft one eye. I would, at eight, drafting a receiver is going to sound weird to you people. Like, if they did that, I wouldn't be stunned. Take it off the top. This, this team has no ability to strike yeah. nope. from any disc. Tomato, their hope was Scotty Miller to take the top off or Van Jefferson. Right. Van in the wrong place at the so, wrong time, Jefferson. But if they did Roma Dunze, over and over again. Like if they did Roma Dunze, that would not shock me at eight. If they go out and spend on a quarterback, yeah, they're, they're going to think about doing that at eight. We talked right. in, the, in the playoffs, like Jameer Gibbs and, and Jamison Williams, it scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. That's not what the Falcons no, offense ever not. did. Today is the 15th of February. Let's go back in time. I'll cover a couple of things right quick that have happened on this date. In 1903, the first teddy bear was introduced oh. in America. How do you prove that? So, did you have a teddy bear? I did. Chuck, His name did was Teddy. Teddy bear. It was real deep. I had a teddy bear. Domino never had a teddy bear. No way. 
The biggest upset in the history of upsets if Domino had a teddy bear. I love teddy catchers, Smith. That was my teddy bear. <laughs> Slept with it every night. That's what I asked for. I asked for Puma Clydes and a left-handed catcher, Smith, from Herman's World of Sporting Goods, and I was good. You never had a stuffy of any kind? Nope. How about that? I think my mother, like, my, my sister's still going through. Uh, my mother was a hoarder. Uh-huh. What'd you I, call her? A hoarder. Oh. There you go. Sorry. Huh? I think my sister found my old teddy bear. She still had it. What color Maybe I'll bring the... it in and just set it up on the screen. <laughs> the felt stripe on the Pumas. Did you have the green or the red or the black? No, no, no. So I went uh, blue suede, white stripe for the first one to match the St. Clair CYO hmm. uniform. Uh, 1985 on this date, the Breakfast Club was released. $1 million budget. Made $51.5 million I got a question. worldwide. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Give you the answer to that question, Mr. Bender, next Saturday. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. <laughs> great character. Phenomenal character. That guy was great in everything Central he was casting. Oh, he's wonderful. He's great in everything he was I make $38,000 a year. People respect me. You can go online. Home. They did it. Somebody did a documentary where they caught up with the, with the cast. It's online. It's on YouTube right now where they all talk about uh, he was great in training whole places. Process. Yeah, he was. John Excuse Hughes. me, I need to make a phone call. Uh, pardon me one moment. Blank off. Oh, Johnny be good too, right? Yeah. yeah. Johnny Bogey. Yeah. If you um, want to hear Allie McSheedy talk about her time. Allie Sheedy. Allie yeah. Sheedy. Yeah. Excuse me. She's on YouTube right now. Uh, 1992, the 100th episode of Cops aired on Fox. Now, when they first came up with this concept, did they think it was going to become the phenomenon that it oh, became? It was cheap programming. I, I can't speak for you, Domino, because you're just not like the rest of us. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whenever I'm going through the channels and that's on, it's gone. It's I, a, I'm, I'm staying there for 10 to 15 minutes. Which is minutes. funny because once you've seen even, one, you've seen them all. Even if I've seen it before, oh, yeah, this is the, the guy runs off the road. Watch this. I know. Very poor representation of people in the South. Very poor, poor representation. People. Do you know what? Sure, yeah, put a shirt on before you answer the door. So what I've replaced that with now, and you can do this on YouTube. All these DUI stops, you ever seen these on the body cams? Oh, yeah. The uh, the officers stopping the people who, who are trying to claim they're not drunk? I could watch those for hours. Yeah. Me too. And for everybody, like, they'll pull you over if you're going 30 over on the highway. If you're going 30 under, all right, they're going to pull you over yeah. as well. So, But they're all, everybody's had one drink six hours ago. Just a couple of you know, No, not even. I, I've noticed it's one drink. Had one drink. And then they start explaining. When you start saying too much and you're explaining, it's like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Shut up. And don't take that test. You don't have to, you know. And and can anybody ever pass? Could, Domina, could you pass the street test? Not the breathalyzer. No, I, can't, I can't do the alphabet backwards. Forget the alphabet. No, I'm watching people. They try to do this thing. They're walking a line, and they're standing on it? one leg and the other leg. Nobody can do that sober. Who beat the rap because they had a knee? You want, I don't know, but you want to laugh? I did that years ago when we were doing the, the Dantana's deal with Ray Judici. Oh, yeah. That's true. And he got me drunk at Dantana's, oh. and I passed all the sobriety tests. Did, did you really? Yeah, he I did. Was hammered. He did. He said we had to keep shooting until you to start failing on purpose. It's funny. Who? I who? did that now, and I don't think I'd survive much. There was an athlete who shot a Jaeger. Oh. They had a knee injury, and that's why they got out of. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, they somebody, asked you before when you take that. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I think we celebrated her birthday uh, not too long ago. She passed away on this date, Vanity, at the age of 57. Gone too soon? Of course, Vanity 6. <laughs> Were you involved in a text chain last night about the drummers? Yes. Boy, did home team. Ooh. Well, what happened? I'm going to tell you, he was in the liquor last night. He oh. jumped me. Sheila Escovito? Yeah, it was a Sheila Ethan. Hmm. She was fine. Now, was he or was he hair. not a fan of Sheila E? I couldn't figure it out. Oh, no, no, no. He, he thought I was blasphemizing. Okay. He said, you can't be a great drummer unless you play with Prince. And I said, well, the guy that I'm watching on this video should get a shovel and a flashlight because <laughs> that's the only way he's going to play with Prince. Hmm. I sent him a guy who looked like a witch. That was the greatest drummer I've ever seen. And he comes back with Sheila E. Yeah. And he declared, you can't be a great drummer unless you played with Prince. 
Is that all right? Okay. <laughs> Tell the family of Neil Perk that. <laughs> Vanity uh, oh. passed away at the age of 57. Nat King Cole oh. passed away on this date in 1965, way ahead of his time, worth $27 million today. And he had his own television show. Yeah. yeah. But because he was African-American at the time, he couldn't get sponsors, which tells you a lot about where that country was at the time. Yeah, he eventually, country, he eventually got a cigarette deal. He did get a cigarette He'd sit at the piano in a suit. Yeah. He was 49 when Look he passed away lung cancer because he did like to smoke a lot. <laughs> Gone but not forgotten. <laughs> well, this um, is like, well, you know what we say? Well, how would I know about Nat King Cole? That was before I was He was, was really born. good. He was one of the first guys to play to the camera mm-hmm. as well. No he'd doubt. Sing, presence. Yeah, he'd yeah. sing into the camera. Jackie Wilson. Two-camera okay. shot. Yeah. He knew Nobody what he was, was really doing that back then. Chris Farley would have celebrated a birthday today. Was that the least surprising oh, man, thing you heard? Cold. I'm a maniac, <laughs> maniac on the floor. And I'm dancing like I've never danced before. The yeah. surprise made her 1 to 10 that Farley died of consumption? Uh, was was not surprised well, I at all. remember who his hero even was. flinch. Belushi. Belushi. Yeah. He, he lived fast like Belushi. And it's been 20, I looked at it today. I probably. No, he died in 97. Yeah. You're 27 years? years? years. I mean, my goodness. Passed away at 33, would have been 60. Yeah. Oh. Matt Groening, the creator of The Simpsons. Hey. What's he worth? He's not rich. He's wealthy. Cowboy. <laughs> Six hundred million. There you go. And is that a two-way stuff sp- like this? Is that a two-way split? Huh? No, I think it's all him. Oh, is it all him? You're thinking of Trey Parker and Matt Stone have to split theirs for uh, South Park? Those are the three greatest examples of, like, your life. You did nothing. Your teachers told you. You will be nothing. And they're now all halfway to a billion. I love the young Homer when he has hair. Damn, doing you wrong, doing you wrong, doing you wrong. When do they call it quits on that? I don't know if they I have mean, to. I, I got to tell you, I haven't watched it in either. It's been a long time. It used to be appointment viewing for me when I was much younger. I mean, theoretically, you could keep going, but, I mean. You want an example of why? It's it's going to turn out to be a bad deal. Disney bought uh, Fox. Who did they buy? For $72 million. Mm-hmm. But they got The Simpsons in, and The Simpsons is the number one thing they got for $72 billion. I believe it. The Simpsons is literally the I'm number sure one commodity in syndication, it must be... I mean, it must be they running all everywhere. of the movies and everything else. 21st century. years or 33 years of syndicated, yep. like yeah. 25 so episodes. So you think you're going to make money, Mr. Graining, drawing a bag head as a child? <laughs> yeah, that's what I think, you and know I have. Be- you know what the beauty of it is? Why Why can you keep doing it? Nobody gets old. That's the beauty. Nobody, they haven't aged anybody, yeah, and nobody, nobody asks any old. questions. Yeah. It's like a beautiful mind. Yep. She never gets bigger. Christopher McDonald, Shooter McGavin, celebrates a birthday today. That's two thus far, Shooter. Oh, you can count. Good for you. And you can count <laughs> on me waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> I don't know why that's my favorite scene from that movie. He's also a wonderful follow on social media. Oh, yeah. Shooter McGavin. He'll say what you're thinking. He's he's not afraid <laughs> Hold on. to state his mind. He has no filter. Is this a real account? It's yeah. Christopher McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. It says Shooter McGavin's got uh, nearly 600,000 followers. Yeah. Former number one golfer in the world and all-around bad guy. He's in character. It's tremendous. If you'd like to sign him up or get him for an appearance, you can uh, reach out to him at itshooterstour at gmail.com. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to play I it. I bet play it. Ted Lang will show up in the red jacket yeah. and mix drinks if you pay him. He's uh, worth $4 million. Okay. Finally, from the Sopranos, uh, Vito, Joe. Joseph Janiscoli celebrates a birthday. What the f***? Wow, hey. 
f*** you doing? Nothing. I was here. It's, it's a joke. Yo, f***. Watch it, buddy. You f***. Watch it. Cupcake. Guys, come on. It's okay. You think so? Sal, please. It's a f***. Joke. Right. Sure. Say hi to your <laughs> Listen wife. Listen to the music. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm Sal, please. Don't say nothing, Sal. <laughs> so to paint a picture, he's wearing leather in a club. Yeah. It's a gay club, but he was only there making a he was just there on a pickup. He and was the, just he was just picking, a joke. Well, it was the, a joke. Yeah. The two made guys were there to Correct. pick up money and they ran into it. That's what him. he said. Don't I'm here say too. Nothing, Sal. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Then he ends up with uh, Johnny Cakes yeah. out there in like Maine. Oh, man. I love you too, Johnny Cakes. A lot going it's on. Dire Straits playing yeah. in the background there in the yeah. club. Yeah, because it, that would be the same show on uh, AMC. Oh, yeah. Then he made a move on Meadows' boyfriend at one <laughs> yeah. point. Finn. Yep. Sound like a race to us going to the bathroom in there. <laughs> Joseph Janiscoli, uh, 65 years old. That's today. actually a very good video, yeah, which is scary. <laughs> Did he work after that? I don't think like so. Anybody from The Sopranos? Not really. I don't think. You get so typecast. But Edie yeah, Falco, she's done a, a bunch of yeah. things. Christy anybody, forgot the tequila endorsement. I'm telling you this. It, there hasn't been much in the way acting. He's done a bunch of stage stuff, and he did the podcast. There's not a lot of roles. Bobby Bacala, no. Nope. So Polly Walnut's on a commercial. All right, very good. All right, very good. <laughs> I think that means we have to go. I want to thank uh, Danny Hall and Brett Michaels for joining us, Cullen Mann, Brian Gebhardt on the other side of the glass, along with Adam Gillespie and Matt Lear. Thank you all for making this program a real possibility. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We are back tomorrow for the Radiothon, the Strikeout Leukemia and Lymphoma Radiothon at 11 out there at Beaver Toyota and coming to Mino Cellini, the fan 680 and 93.7 FM. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the fan app. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Sir Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com.